This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Uh, Eternals. This uh, movie came out. We saw it a couple weeks ago. and um, So, bear with us as we recall... Cause... Right, getting into it, but uh, mm-hmm. I will say that um, it was. I'm I'm really glad we saw it when we did because we number one we got to see it early, yes. which is kind of fun. Uh, yes. Number two, we got to see it on an IMAX screen. Number three, we got to see it with a lot of precautions and restrictions in place. As a result, it made me feel a lot more comfortable being in a movie theater at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was happy to be able to see it. A lot of people are asking uh, whether they should wait to to see it or if they should see it in theaters, and. I don't think any movie, regardless of pandemics or variants or strain, uh, I, I honestly don't believe any movie is worth being sick over. Like, I yeah. don't think, you know, if you're sick or you're immunocompromised and like there's a strain of the flu or a cold or the chicken pox or COVID, don't go see a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that's just common sense mm-hmm. and uh, no movie is worth it. That being said, if you can't, if you're safe, if you're you know, faxed if you if you got restrictions and you can and you and you can tolerate them. Um, I think this movie was made for screens. I think it was definitely worth seeing in the theater to check this movie out in mm-hmm. its scope. Uh, I think the worst place to see it is on your phone <laughs> because you're just gonna miss stuff. Uh, and and it's just it's just not built for that. You yeah. know, it's just it's just not that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not a, like a dialogue heavy flick that's just gonna be like, oh, uh, I could just hear the movie as opposed to watching it. it mm-hmm. It's a visual spectacle, and uh, Zhao does a really great job of like conveying those visuals in such a fantastic way. It's one of the things that I uh, think we praised early on because it was something we could also say, like because yeah. we were also under a gag order, like you can't spoil the movie up until this point, and. Yeah. Uh, was happy well, to not do you that you could it's just then we don't invite you to things well uh, yeah and i yeah and it I, wasn't like we were gonna get sued it was I'd just like, like don't be, do that i'd like to be invited to things. oh yeah no, it's, true. <laughs> it's true and it wasn't like it was a spe- by the way like you know screeners i want to demystify the process like you, you you go and you you're just going to a movie especially in new york like random people get invited to those screeners like you could just you, you like we got invited but like a lot of random people just were there mm-hmm. who like were not part of like a thing and uh, it wasn't like actors showed up or anything. That only happened one time, and it was on a screener I skipped, and it was Serenity. Uh, Alan Tudyk showed up to one of them. Oh no! Yeah, that was the one I skipped. But uh, yeah, that was that was a real heartbreaker. But uh-huh. um, more ways than one. But uh, yeah. So with uh, with respect to Eternals, we talked a lot about the sp- the the visuals because like mm-hmm. it was something we could talk about. It was something that was like pretty objective. You know, it was like yeah. here's something that we can observe and say that we liked. Um, and, or, or we didn't have to talk about whether we liked it or not. We could just say, you know, our opinions, but we couldn't spoil it. Yeah. But I could say like, holy crap, this movie looked amazing. Yeah. The, 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 from cinematography down to the effects, I was like, this movie is a spectacle. Like it was really well executed. It was really deliberately made. And, and, and it just had like the CG was really, really excellent. Mm-hmm. And I know that like, I don't normally talk about that. Or if I do, it's only because it's glaringly bad. Right. Yeah. That's, but, I uh, hear that one a lot. Yeah. Well, only because like, you know, <laughs> well, it's a Marvel movie and it's like, if it's bad, you hope the story can carry it. And if it's good, you hope the story can match it. And uh, in this particular case, you know the, the the effects were fantastic and and the cg looked great and and it looked good like all the way through you mm-hmm. know even to the fight scenes and the fight scenes themselves looked like they were directed by the director mm-hmm. as opposed to by the vfx department right 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 oh i'm talking about all that just to kind of get that out of the way i want to talk about like that kind of the visual angle so we can talk more about like the 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 the, the, the 
the uh, the subjective opinions like the feelings about like how the story was constructed our personal opinions about how we whether we like the movie or not because i'm really glad mm -hmm. that we saw the movie uh before everybody else and it's oh, because yeah. this movie is really divisive and it's like surprisingly yes. uh surprisingly so it's not surprising it wasn't no because i was surprised i was surprised by how divisive it was or how like how how visceral the response was the movie, movie opened and i was like they're not gonna like it yeah and i was like that's okay i get it i completely get it yeah um yeah um it, i understand that this one isn't gonna be for everybody right and i'm okay with that but also because the fact is when the eternals first came out they were divisive R you mean like the comic book yeah <laughs> I mean, like the Jack Kirby Eternals, it was in fact divisive, and so like the fact that it is now means that it is a hundred percent an Eternals movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in every respect. No, like they they put out Eternals, and originally, um, people they they really got upset about. It. They wrote letters in, either saying like they love this and yay, it's great, and others were like, do not put this in the Marvel universe. I don't want these characters in with my Marvel characters. Get right. them away. Go away, Jack Kirby, with your <laughs> with your stuff. Yeah, with your Cherish the Gods bullshit. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Well, because it's very much that. Like, yes. and it comes from a world of Jack mm -hmm. Kirby was one of the one of the major architects of the Marvel universe as mm -hmm. we know it. And then he left to yep. DC to make the new gods, which of course he meant for the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. and then was like well here's something for you dc and dc didn't appreciate or respect it at any point until they did yeah uh but like he creates the new gods and then he leaves dc goes back to marvel and just continues that kind of trend that idea mm -hmm. with the eternals um i don't i i i also have never liked the eternals as a comic book i don't really like that concept i i, I appreciate <laughs> and i know like i i appreciate the chariots the gods like you know aliens made the pyramids and people are from like our alien or god seeds and stuff like that i'm like i get it and i i, I think that's fun but i don't want to read about that particularly right. in a marvel universe where it's like it's the world outside your window it's oh, anything yeah. can happen but like the more i get into it the more i'm like oh i love the marvel cosmology and i like how like everything's this crazy kind of like chaotic insane like world of 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 monsters and gods and cosmic beings and so forth mm -hmm. and uh, and the eternal fits right in with that but like i also find them I find that their their stories boring, but okay. also wholly inoffensive. Well, there and like you know what it is like. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, Jack had like very like different ideas and like really like a like a heavy handed belief in mythology and like you know if you want to talk about superheroes as modern day myth then like Jack Kirby's your guy, you oh, know, yeah. like for sure. Um, and and so like there are some myths that you read where you're like, oh my god, this is so boring. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know it's not written to be like a, a slugfest or what have you. Right. And so like, certainly, you know, some of these, you know, new gods, Eternals, yes. stories are going to get caught up in that. But yeah. that doesn't mean that they are boring. In fact, part of the reason why I was like, not only was it going to be divisive because knowing that like when they first came into co on the scene in comics, they were yeah right. Um, it was the fact that I was like, I'm really interested to see how they're going to make this work. Right, because that's really what it is. Putting the Eternals in here was a feat of making it work. Right. Because they have connections to a lot of what we've already seen in the MCU. And so either they're going to have to finesse some things mm -hmm. or they're going to throw things out or they're going to shoehorn. Like, uh, give me an example. Um, well, obviously, as you know, 
Thanos is a direct result of the um, the Eternals and the Deviants and um, a Deviant-based disease. And so, like, if you're going to have said that Thanos is here, then you, you may or may not need your Eternals to take responsibility for him. Right. But they did a little wiggle room on like on their origin. Right. And what's funny about that is that then they go back on it in the post credits. Sure. And we can talk about that. But I mean, directly in the origin, because in the yes. origin that we've seen, at least in the game and run, which I know a lot of people are going to be looking at in particular, because like there's definitely stuff taken from there. Yeah. Um, and you see some of the changes made for the MCU movies in the Gillen book. Yes. Um, but in the game and run in particular, what do we see? We see that Celestials came down and they created the Deviants and the, the Eternals. Eternals. And then when, like, on the same place on Earth. Right. And then when, you know, the Deviants were mucking around, they came back down and and, and fixed some stuff up here. Mm-hmm. They changed this up a little bit. Yes. Like, they, it's still like the notes are the there. The ideas are still there where, like, they both come from the same source. Yes. And they're both part of the plan. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just little plot points are in different places. So yes. here's the thing. For like the 12 of you out there who are like, I know a lot about the Eternals. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to go see this, or I did see this. Part of my experience watching this movie was at one point to go like, stop. Stop relying on what you know and just watch the movie in front of you. Yes. And once I did that, I mean, like I was enjoying myself up until that point. But once I did that, I was like, it was really much easier to understand how they were approaching this. But instead of me trying to fit like the narrative that I know onto the movie, I was like, no, wait, let me let you explain it to me before I start trying to make any sort of assumptions about this, because like that's presumptuous and wrong of me to do. Yeah. Because the fact is you have a lot of history and a lot of cosmic history. Um, much of it written by Jack Kirby, mm-hmm. written by other writers over the years. They've changed. They've done this. They killed all themselves. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So, and listen, what makes much of our Marvel characters so special other than a few of them, right? Right. Like when you look at like, other than Thor, really. Oh, the fact that they're human and relatable? They're human. They're people. They're people that something has happened that's changed them. You're either, you're Peter Quill, you've been removed from your home yep. and you grew up someplace else. Mm-hmm. Um, you're Peter Parker. You've been bitten by a radioactive spider. Um, you're, you're Steve Rogers and you get a serum that makes you like hot. It's super hot and buff and, and amazing. Yeah. Um, you're even, you're like, you're T'Challa and yeah. like you, you could be almost an Iron Man, but instead you like, you know, ingest like a, a, a mystic herb. Yes. Basically. You know what I mean? Like, but you're human, right? You're a person. Yeah. Right. Except for Thor. Who comes down here? But, well, but even he has parents and yes. has like a like he is as relatable because of like mostly because of Chris well, Hemsworth's chemistry, but also it is because that. Like, but the in the way in which he's written and like what makes him like fallible are his human qualities exactly. Um, but to then go and make the Eternals, I, I get it. I get the why this one's a jump and a leap and a struggle for Absolutely. people to accept and enjoy yeah well i mean like for the same token i don't like the inhumans and i find them unrelatable and i don't really care for their mythology and i think they're really annoying and boring Mm -hmm. and like i don't care about them and i wasn't going to patronize their tv show which it turns out was like just really bad but Mm -hmm. like i uh, i was just like but i don't i get not liking that concept yep 
And that seems to be, unfortunately, like we can't just say like, here's how, here's the the movie. We also have to talk about the discourse surrounding the movie because like the discourse has been like vitriolic and it it even like almost derailed our own, our own chat here today. And it's like, uh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to give life to it, but I do want to acknowledge the fact that like, oddly enough, it's not enough to just say like the Eternals are fucking not for me and I'm not going to watch it or I don't care about it or I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Like that's how I am with the Inhumans, where I'm like, they're like, dude, you gotta read, you gotta read the Inhuman. I'm like, I'm not. I don't really care about them. And that's like, that's fine. Like that's mm-hmm. fine. I just don't do it. I just don't do it. And it's like, but for some reason, it's really upsetting people. Like it's upsetting people on like a fundamental level. This movie, mm-hmm. and it's really odd because I think this movie manages to do a, a nice balancing act of being like, here's something huge that you can totally ignore. Yeah. Like, yeah. even the fact that there's a big space god coming out of the ground, it's in a place you're not going to see at any point yeah. in your Hawkeye show or your, you know, your Ironheart adaptation or your Avengers sequel. Yeah. Like, you're just not going to see that. Yeah. You literally don't need it. And mm-hmm. it, like, it's just a thing that exists for the people who like that sort of thing. Sure. I can tell why Feige was so excited about it. He's been hyping it up for like the past two years. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God. And it's like, yeah, because like, man, if I had been like responsible for making a movie as like beautiful looking and like, and, and, and and challenging against my usual, you know, kind of system, Mm -hmm. I'd be pretty excited too. I'm pretty hyped. Yeah. And, and I like, what what's one of the biggest criticisms you hear about um superhero movies but in particular mcu movies, oh they're samey they're very samey and this one wasn't right and i think it turns out either people didn't like the difference of it or it turns out they don't really want that right <laughs> i don't know and that's not for me to decide because i'm not gonna to judge someone's interpretation i can't of it because it's like that's your subjective view on exactly, it exactly exactly um, the only thing that i got like upset about during the discourse people being like objectively the movie is terrible and i'm like yeah, objectively you're a moron because like because when you say that imme- like because it's not because because artistically speaking it yeah. is a subject because I disagree with you. So that completely invalidates your argument. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not objective. That is very much subjective. Yeah. I mean, like there are movies that have, and Rotten Tomatoes, like, you know, there are movies on Rotten Tomatoes that have like a 28% freshest, freshest, freshest rating that people have like a cult like following for. Mm-hmm. Like, objectively, the movie is beloved by other people. Yeah. Not the, not this one. I'm just talking about in general, like movies that are overwhelmingly statistically bad. Right. So, well, you know. just like, you know, like you could say about like almost any movie, but like for some reason this came to mind. But like when you look at Jaws and how like it's supposed to be a horror movie, but objectively speaking, I'd say it is not. Right. Like, it's not really a horror subjectively movie. Speaking. Well, yes, yeah, subjectively speaking, it's not a horror movie. Right. I'd say objectively too. But objectively <laughs> speaking, it did change the way in which people thought of shooting horror films. Totally. Yeah. Like, so say, like, subjectively speaking. Ripley's adorable. <laughs> Your cat, yeah. My cat. My cat Ripley is adorable. Objectively speaking, she's a cat and a mammal. Right, exactly. You can't change that. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's that's nothing just, you can change about how that. how it is. Right? Um, yeah, exactly. I don't know why we always have to talk about this, but we do. Mm-hmm. So he, that's that's your reminder, everybody. Yeah. Um, a lot of what we are going to talk about is going to be subjective because putting it all out there, I liked the movie. I had a really good time with it. Um, but like I said, I knew within five minutes that people were gonna hate people this. were gonna hate this oh the fact that it immediately made, made people read i was like oh don't make them read and read a lot they did like every time a new paragraph i'm like oh my god another paragraph yeah okay but i was like 
And it ain't like Star Wars where it's like, zoom, pow, kaboom. <laughs> Unless it's the prequels. And then it's like, yeah. why did you write all that? <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, ultimately, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. I, I liked the characters. I thought they like, I, I, I liked the story. Yeah. And it's something that, uh, one of the reasons why I like it and why I'm happy to say out loud that I enjoyed it and why I'm like not like, giving a middling opinion like um you know like it's it'd be so safe to say like well you know like it, it could, it's not the best marvel movie ever made but it's it's certainly not the worst you know like i could easily just say that and like not get like spam emails afterwards yeah fine but uh but i i liked it and i and i and i liked it in a way where i was like surprised and well, you know, i was like wow this is pretty good like, i'm made, really enjoying this movie <laughs> i went out of my way to go into this one with like no opinion no no pre like i had no hopes and i had no fears for this movie because yeah. the fact is like have i read eternal sure are the eternals my favorite no, no. they're not they're nobody's favorite <laughs> but, no they're some people's favorites they no, you're really right are, everything but, like, is someone's favorite but first for me i was just kind of like you know what like let's go see this yeah the only thing i was looking forward to is like i really like um is it Gemma? Mm, yes yes uh quite a bit i think she's a great actress uh i thought everybody did a great job no, i think so too, and, I, was, well, and I, was, I was like really looking forward yes, to her yes. like, but i was like i was concerned like i'm uh when they when they cast kumail nanjiani i'm like what an obvious marvel thing to do like what, what, what shorthand you know like oh my god like they, they were afraid people couldn't handle this movie so they cast kumail nanjiani to be hilarious and uh he's actually really good yeah, he was good. And he, I was like, holy shit. Was he funny? Sure. Yeah, but, but like, like he didn't start funny. No. You know, like his character grew. And that's one of the things that like connected me to the movie where I'm like, I'm 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 uh, kind of like geocentric sci-fi mm -hmm. fan. I like Earth and I like how special we are. I don't know. It's just something that like appeals to me. Mm -hmm. I like seeing earthlings go out into the galaxy and see like a like a like a whole clockwork of alien races and they're like, "We know how things work." And then humans show up and they're like, "Everything's ruined." I, I find that fascinating and and fun. Yeah. And uh, I love the idea that the Eternals are this thing that are like that are eternal and they mm -hmm. exist to like prepare planets for inevitable destruction and to like the perpetuation of the species of, of, of clockwork God creators. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were on earth for shorter than any other place they've ever been. And they were completely changed. And every single eternal who can't die, even though they do in this movie, but like it's implied that they won't later, but there's never going to be an eternal sequel. So we'll never see them come back. Uh, but like that we, the, each character is like, once they come on earth, they are changed. Like, yeah. Every character is yeah, influenced there's... by either like, by, by humans. Yeah. You know, like Cersei is or the cultures. You yeah. Know? Well that's, and that's what I think is so fascinating because it's like, you see this time and again um, in comics in general, but mm -hmm. there's like on both sides on the Marvel on the DC side, that there's something about human beings. Right. And now is that a little like you know egocentric of us? Sure. I don't care about but that. That's fine. Is. We no. <laughs> you know what? Because there aren't real aliens. No, I know. But like, you <laughs> That's know why I, I don't mean? care like, about that. But like this concept that like if there were no, but there is something special about us. Yeah. That makes us special because it's us. Yeah. Like why um, does Data want to be human? Because we're egocentric creatures that like want to see robots desperately want to be humans. Exactly. But I, I I do love that like across the board that you do tend to see that in both on both sides. There's yeah. just something about us. Yeah, like, we're, we're special things. What do you want? We're gonna affect you we're also going to fight real hard yeah to save ourselves exactly yeah um even if we're jerks to one another right like you know yeah um but yeah i like that quite a bit and i and i definitely saw some um 
reviewers, right. like real reviewers out there talking yeah. about how they were like, they didn't like the idea that, you know, there's like this bigger like mystery as the Eternals are unraveling who they are and why they are mm -hmm. the who and the why of, of them. Yes. Um, and then we're like focusing in on this like little romance between <laughs> two of them. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I didn't have any sort of knowledge of the Eternals prior to this, I might question that. Sure. I don't know because I, I can't, it's hard for me to imagine yeah. that not having that knowledge. But, like, I think the relationship between Cersei and Icarus is super important. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not the world's biggest Eternals fan, mm -hmm. nor do I have, like, encyclopedic knowledge of the inner, of the inner workings of the relationships between those characters. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, if there's one thing I know about Icarus, it's that he doesn't change. Yeah. He's pretty much him. He's, he's, like you often see him in he's frustratingly dogmatic in his beliefs. He system. is. I mean, he, he is a soldier through and through right. that. That's who he is. Like you give him an order and he follows it. He's often um, described as an arrow. He's, yeah. he's an arrow. Like you just, you, you fire, fire him, him <laughs> at something at a problem to make it go away. Yeah, basically. Absolutely. Um, and I, I thought um, the actor portraying him did a phenomenal job with that. Like just very focused. Yeah. Hyper focused. Um, but then to have someone like Cersei who is, you know, like sympathetic and uh, empathetic. Yeah. That she immediately she's on the earth like two seconds and she's like, these people are great. Yeah. I love them. Right. Right. But like, you she's, know, she's been in the she, in the comics. Like Cersei is the most integrated in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Like she's been Avenger longer than Wolverine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so like that that's that's par for the course for that character. Yeah. But like the Eternals, presumably, you know, really can't mate. Right. Although those who do later on have issues with that. Exactly. Um, but in this universe, this human inner, like this, like concept of like them falling in love with one another. Yeah. Maybe that's happened before. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, but like, it's a human thing. Yes. Like they form a human bond. Right. Well, and it like blows their mind. Yes. And it like it, it torments them. Mm -hmm. because they're not you know yeah. and it's like we're watching these like robot gods and they're not really robots but you know like clockwork gods yeah that are like i'm tr like i can't help it mm -hmm. you know yeah we're like an infection we're like a virus <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean like ultimately i i just but they're and like you know honestly in that way cersei and icarus in this film in particular are like they're the opposites who attract kind yes. of thing like you know, clearly for him, he, that she, like, is something that he can't understand and can't be. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have that capability. Right. Well, he represents, in, a, in his own way, he represents, like, her devotion to her culture, and she represents the thing he can't have, which is change. Yeah. Like, he's like, or I'm just. connection. Exactly. With anything beyond the job. Exactly. Like. There, there's a lot in here and, yeah, and uh, so and, like his connection with her is the closest he can get and exactly. it's something he highly values right um but still not enough past the mission yeah yeah um they do change like that origin thing with the clockwork thing mm -hmm. um but it's a way in which they're trying to get the world machine to be a part of this without having them be like Listen, with comics, it's really easy to do a retcon. Oh, it's yeah. It's a little harder in a movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you play the Hulk. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, 
but I thought I thought they both did a really nice job. I thought Gemma Chan. Um, I I just I am delighted by her. So I, I think she did a, a great job with this yeah. character because Cersei's often a party girl, right? Too. Yeah, um, no, I've I've never liked Cersei as a character in the comics, um, and they, I really and, liked her. In and this. they definitely like you know change this a little bit more to just be someone who, like you said, is very empathetic. Yeah. Um, and just you know likes connecting with people and i was like oh i kind of dig that interpretation of taking the party girl and like fine-tuning into someone who just wants to connect with people exactly um icarus again he is the arrow and i and i thought richard madden did a great job yeah no i agree great job with like this fairly like just stoic yeah individual yeah even in the way in which he was depicted as flying mm -hmm. or like when he would hover right he didn't like, enjoy he it doesn't he move. doesn't like, like it's like an action figure and i'm like that cool. just immediately made me think of panels from Eternals book. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool that, that they went for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Angelina Jolie, different take on Thena. I was very interested in that because Angelina Jolie, you'd expect her to kind of be the lead because it's Angelina Jolie. She's like a movie star. And she's known for being like action-oriented, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm -hmm. Tomb Raider, all that stuff. Like, and yet she's she plays this like wounded, damaged person. Yeah. That is, uh, it's very interesting. We we talked about this on another show where I mentioned the uh, the whole like memories thing mm -hmm. about like the death of the Eternals and how like you know if one of one of the uh, person the people I was conversing with was like why if we know they can be resurrected do they care so much about dying? And I was like I think it's about the memories thing. Yeah, like it's about like it's why they so like emphatically defended Thena well, yeah. from her memory wipe because it's like that is your death. Your, well, yeah. your real death and, is like losing who you are. Well, and I'd say like as a human, as all of us presumably are in the chat, mm -hmm. um, why do you think there's any sort of research concerned about Alzheimer's? Right. You yeah. know, part of it is like it's it's a it's a detriment to your health, but also the the human it, component of it is watching the person you love fade away. Right. And and being the person who's losing who they are. Yeah. So you you know if you've ever if you've ever in your life experienced anyone who has Alzheimer's like, you know how hard it is for them. Yeah. And so if you knew that you were going to lose everything that you were and be reborn, like certainly you'll be reborn, but you're not going to be you. Exactly. Cause they've lived here for how long now? Right. They've had, 7, thousands, years, yeah, they've like had that. thousands of years of experiences and those are all be gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd well, say that's probably the big thing. And again, that's possibly the human effect on them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, across the board, you know, Selma Hayek does a nice job. Uh, again, she she does like the least amount of heavy lifting in the movie. Yeah, I, feel I will bad, say but, like, there was there's one element of Fina's personality that mm. I was really hoping we were going to see, and we don't. And it's just, and again, this comes from the like overall like change of the deviants. Yes. Um, right. But there is a scene where I was like, oh, are they doing it like in the trailer? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, they, that's they were just leading us to another thing. Um, but in the comics, Thena has a thing for deviants, the deviants and she'll sleep with them because right. they're flawed. Right. You know, there's something about that. And I was like, that's fine. I don't really need we that. We don't need that. She's a very different character here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of the Eternals, I think, did a great job. Uh, Camille Nanjiani. Yep. Excellent. Uh, Leah McHugh as Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was, yeah. I, I couldn't believe their turn. Like, just the, uh, mm -hmm. with, the, with the ending, I was like, okay, here's the part where they do the thing. And it's like, no, I'm leaving with him. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Like, I'm on board. Yeah. And I thought maybe there's going to be a betrayal, like a kind of Loki situation. Yeah. No. No, and they really did capture, like, again, this is, like, for me, this comes from the Gaiman comic, is, like, Sprite's desire. Like, I'm a kid. Right. They I'm, made me a kid. Yeah, why do they do that? Yeah. And, like, in, in like, the, like, in their original forming, it's, like, the Celestials came down, they took, like, 
man. Yep. Like an earlier version of man, it separated them and took some and made them into deviants, some of them into eternals. But like, if you're a kid, you were a kid. That was it. Sorry. Yeah. And like, that sucks. Yeah. So like, you're this like, you know, ageless child. Like, even living seven thousand years as a child. Yeah. So your mind is that is- of an adult who would like to do adult things. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. But you're a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brian Tyree Henry does some really great stuff with Fastos character that I don't really know anything about, but yeah. I was thrilled to see. Well, like, if, you, if you were in the Gillen this. run, Fastos showed up. Okay. Fastos is different in this, but this is fine mm-hmm. with me. I like, I like this Fastos quite a bit. Yep. Uh, Makari, a di- little bit different take there. Yeah. Still great job. I, yeah. No, like, and I could see people, uh, who professionally look for things like this to have an issue with like everything all the all the diversity and representation that is affecting this movie and i'm like yo uh do it in a movie where it's a bunch of characters you've never seen before and don't care about like if you've never seen them and you know don't know who the eternals are it's like well then who cares if you've like gender bent them or you've made like someone hard of hearing or if you've like well and presumably the way that they did this was that like they the the celestial sent them here to look this way on per- you know what i mean like each time they go to a place they look different they look different exactly so, so here they are yeah that's why it was like the ajax switch where i was like whatever okay yeah also Let's... like oh no not my favorite character ajax but uh but I, I i i liked it like and i found the execution of these characters and the the impact mm-hmm. of humanity on them to be like beautiful and, and moving I, yeah I, you know uh uh gilgamesh was great gilgamesh spectacular uh, absolutely spectacular um it's just so funny because it's like obviously gilgamesh is a is a different character in the comics um like a like a vigilante of the eternals mm-hmm. like if you break the yes. you break the law they the send eternals, gilgamesh after gilgamesh you. will find you yeah yeah um, he doesn't work for the eternals he doesn't work for them like it's just he lives on the fringes and does yeah. his thing druig was so good druig was spectacular yeah, but he was very good and like really leaned into what you think you know about Druig. Yeah, yeah. Um, so pleasantly surprised by his turn as well. But yep. I'm like, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop, Druig. Oh yeah, big time. I'm waiting, honey. Right. Um, but yeah, like I'm gonna butcher. Is it Ma Ma Dong Sok? Ma Dong Sok. Yeah. yeah, like he was so good, just charming and yeah. fun, and I really liked his like charisma and interaction with Angelina Jolie oh, quite yeah. a bit um yeah yeah Yeah. and there's an element that i was like oh my god we're doing this with uh with the character of karun and i was like and i was baffled by how well they executed it they took this thing where they're like and i think it's just because of the like the deliberateness of the movie where they're every character in the movie outside Mm -hmm. of kid harrington of course is uh is not human and so now we need a character who's like hilarious, like a character who's like, what? We need a Kat Dennings mm-hmm. put in this movie. And so they have uh, they, they have uh, Harish Patel's character of Karun in this movie, mm-hmm. who is funny, yeah. you know, on paper. It's like fun. And the, and the funny guy and the funny guy, but ends up actually having like depth and character and is used appropriately. I was like, wow. Yep. Like what? Yep. What movie are you making here? You know, where he, he like performs, you know, uh, ceremonies because they don't presumably have them mm-hmm. uh, in their culture who on behalf of humanity, uh, like thanks them for their like efforts, yeah, for their service. Like, yeah. That's like, wow. Really? Yeah. That's it... really cool. He doesn't like fart or fall down. You nope. know, it's, it's, it, it was less than no, obvious. He has one running gag and it's just, 
funny. Yeah. It's actually just funny. Exactly. Like, That's cute. I'm yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, I mean, like, oh, and then there's the, uh, oh, I guess we could talk about Kit Harrington because I remember them casting him and knowing they weren't going to do anything with him. Um, Kit, Kit Harrington plays uh, Black Knight. Excuse me, he plays Dane Whitman. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, who's that? Who's that? that? We all know who Dan well who that is. <laughs> so much so the movie knows Dan well who that is. The movie's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to my my uncle, wink. My uncle, you know, the one I don't get along with because he's Black Knight. Black Knight's like a bad guy. Wink. Uh, wink, get it? Look what's wrong with your eye, man. Nothing. I'm just I'm just being in a Marvel movie. But uh, I, I thought he did a nice job. Like, he, he services the plot and his own story well. Mm -hmm. And I was like, good for you. Yeah. And like, hey, you know what's cool? Black Knight. Like, you know what's cool? Putting you in other movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so go for it. Um, nice job. Uh, I don't want to go down every single character. No, no, in this movie, I thought but we should like, just like cover like the the main ones there. Um, yeah, because you know each each Eternal did bring something to the table. Yes, each actor, you know, brought something to the character that you know was either you know just something that you read on a page and then they brought it to life. Yep, you know, again with with Sprite and her desire to yeah. be an adult, or with Cersei and her desire to have a connection with humanity. Right, you know, there, there's something there, and they, and they really did bring it to life. And I and I just you know I think. There's something to be appreciated about that because, you know, you, I'm sure a lot of actors, regardless of how much the uh, critics or random directors seem to hate um, superhero movies, but I think a lot of actors, you know, enjoy the idea of having an opportunity to be in one. Now, am I, am I saying that I think that they believe it's like the greatest honor peak of their no. like acting career? No, Absolutely but not. like it is an opportunity to do something kind of fun and, yeah. you know, to have an impact on pop culture. Right. Um, but knowing that, listen, you're going to be in the Eternals. Oh, who are they? Well, well, no, <laughs> not, not, you know, not very exciting. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think ultimately this, I think this is a great movie and I thought it was like, I, I liked, I liked the journey. I liked the, the, the respect they paid to the characters. Mm -hmm. I thought the interactions were great. And ultimately I just, I just enjoyed the flick. I did too. The, the whole plot of the earth being a gestation point for, uh, for a celestial. I was like, which, which book did I read that in? Was that earth X? But there's like a lot of like ideas that are used where, earth is a place where there's going to be a celestial born yes Look, we got a scene where um and, and they do it's the golden celestial you know what I yeah mean? Like, yeah yeah um i you you had a theory uh, it's not a theory but it's just what you expect to happen because like there's a moment where uh, arashem is outside of earth and it's just oh you did the galactus shot already okay um okay yeah so you what do you think they're gonna do here I honestly don't remember what I said. You just said that you're like Galactus is going to be a celestial. Oh yeah. In the MCU. Yeah. Because like ego can be a celestial and it's like ego's not a celestial. Yeah. But in the MCU it's like celestials can take different forms and become different things. Like yeah. ego was one and I think Galactus is one. I think like I think you're totally on point with that. <laughs> I think that uh you know Arashem said something like, "Well, I'm going to come back and when I do it's going to be hell to pay." And it's like probably they're going to adjudicator him. Where it's like Galactus is what we send to planets that are doomed. Mm -hmm. Now it could be you know, you open the, the movie with having Galen kill all the Celestials and like he's the only one left and mm -hmm. he's like, I hunger. Right. You know? And yes. so he's a, he becomes, like, sure, they sent me to Earth, but like, screw them. And also, I'm just going to eat everything I want. Like, I'm just going to go through the cosmos. Yeah. And like, we've seen, I mean... Yeah, my, my job is taking care of the birth of, of Celestials and yeah. my job is cleaning up the I mess. I clean up the mess. I eat I the planets. I clean up messes. Yeah. 
<laughs> you think I was not going to eat that planet before that Celestia was born? You got another thing coming. <laughs> but I would love to see that. That's like an implication that I was just like, oh, hey, yay. Because like, yeah. there's no, you can't put a big purple space monster outside of Earth and expect anyone to not go, isn't that just Galactus? He's red. Yeah, he's purple. He's red. He's like fuchsia. No, he's red. It, he looked great, by the way. Yeah, he did. He really did. He He's, you know, like what it is with like, you know, we we, like, we did our Halloween episode. We talked about Lovecraftian beings yes. and the idea that it's like it's something so far beyond and like without like the the, the morality and the ideology ideology of whatever of humans. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like something you've never seen before and something you can't comprehend. Yeah. Uh, we've seen Celestials before. Uh, not that up close. But not yeah. that up close. But I thought they did a really nice job of like transcribing something that, you know, theoretically a person didn't make right even though it has like arms and legs and yeah. stuff like that um right that, like a person didn't make that even though they did like, exactly Jack Kirby did design them exactly um <laughs> so uh uh you know i dug it I, and i recommend it um yes i'm gonna jump into some super chats before we get into the post-credit scenes sure if that's okay with you yeah no go ahead i the, the, we could talk a lot about this because there was a lot to like about it yeah um but just i enjoyed it right and like I said, well, I'm really glad I didn't hear about the criticism before I saw me it too. because it would have colored my yeah. Because I just got to go, and I that's what I could say. If you haven't seen it yet and you're waiting for it to be on demand or whatever, like, and you're listening to us, well, thank you very much for being here, and I appreciate it. And hopefully, we didn't spoil anything for you, but because uh, we, we did, we, but yeah. yeah, we did. But um, my one like advice, piece of advice is just try to go in there with an open mind and like just make your own decisions because maybe you end up agreeing with the criticism or maybe you don't, but like having the opportunity like I did to go into that being like, I know, I know something about Eternals. Let's see. And like I said, like all I had to do was remind myself that like, they have to change this to make this work. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet Hottie says, I liked Eternals, but none of these movies use Kirby's art as well as they ought. Sadly, this one included. Uh, if you watch the Ragnarok, they use, they just pull Jack Kirby art and put it up on the walls. So uh, there, there you go. Um, but thank you very much. I'm glad you dug it. Adam Fenhaw says, uh, on the one hand, the script felt a bit shallow, but on the other hand, it was cinematically the closest to Kirby cosmic. Either of the big two have ever made me feel, and I'm here for it. Keep them lights on. Thank you very much. Thank Adam. you very much. Yeah. I, I do feel like they, it's funny. Cause it's like, you're dealing with like a team. Yes. Um, and it, naturally when you think of a team, you know, the cliche is getting the band back together, right. forming up for the first time. Mm -hmm. And so Zhao had the like, task of being like no they just kind of came together but yeah. like i also do want to do getting the team back together right? <laughs> so make that work uh dan v900 yasmin putri uh doing her first interior work with dark knights of steel and how good it looks is impressive what a great start since it's not that easy agreed yeah i dug their art a lot uh sean conwell says they should be have adapted gaiman's story to be honest great intro for the characters and explains their absence in the greater events also seems they pulled some earth x elements with the celestials which was an odd choice yeah people that's like that's a lot of people's interpretation of the celestials anyway and i think it's because of like cultural impact uh, or cultural inception but mm -hmm. uh yeah apropos of game and story i think they kind of did but like they didn't, not really. they didn't really at all yeah. um there was listen there is there there is a shot in this movie yeah that is there and i was like oh <laughs> we never come back to it no. it is never addressed mm -hmm. never explained what is it it is literally a shot under a pier with a deviant creature yes. coming up out of the ocean. It stops and goes back and sitting on the sand is a dude who's like seemingly like possibly hobo-ish, yes. if you will, like in a coat 
hood up. You can't see his face. And there's a dog. And I'm like, Zuras. It probably is. It's probably like a wink and you'll like a blink and you'll miss it kind of moment, though. But yes, that's what I assumed it was. I don't know. I saw it weeks ago and I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> but like that for me was like, I was like, oh, they are going to do the game and things. It's amazing because they're going to fight Zeros. And then because like some high thinks she's in charge. Is that, is that what it's going to be? Oh, no. Yeah. We're, ne we're not going to talk about that. No. No. Maybe they didn't have time. We're not going to talk about that. Why? Why would you show me that? I don't know. <laughs> Please show me that. <laughs> again cosmic reader i honestly didn't expect to like it as much as i did i hope regardless marvel won't be frightened to try a film with the scope again i think they will be unfortunately i think the 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 overwhelmingly loud reaction online i think is going to scare it always scares studios into doing like into overcorrect i don't know because i'm seeing a lot of articles like writing about it talking about like this division just in general yeah. and how it's like listen i liked it mm -hmm. um Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like the people coming out more to say like, no, I did enjoy it. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. Soup or man. Absolutely loved the cast. Uh, it's not perfect, but it's top tier for me personally for the philo philosophical and cosmic aspect alone. Celestials were dope. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, they were. They uh, really were. BB Metalhead 04. If I had a nickel for every time Gemma Chan was in a movie where a celestial being lay dormant beneath Earth, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened more than once. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, Rusky and I want to know, I think Eternals is a great character origin, but they need to just enter the world after that and mingle with humanity and deal with the human issues. Yeah, and I, and I absolutely... I think they, they they will. Well, I hope they would, but I feel like the the mid credit scene is going to suggest that they are not. I think that they. I think some of them. Might. Yeah, maybe. Um, what I liked though, like what I like about having set them up like this though, is that like you open the door to um, you know, recognizing that like these guys have been doing this way longer than the MCU heroes. Right. Right. That's true. You know. Yeah. I, know, I think it's kind of cool. Paul Williams, what's strange is I'm seeing a bunch of movie critics panning this movie for being too Marvel. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, listen, I think I think it still looks. Is it still a Marvel movie? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. But I think they did try to switch things up as they could. But mm -hmm. you can't make critics happy. No. Once they've decided they don't like a genre of movie, that's it. Especially if they've like planted their flag or they're like aggregated into Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> Superman returns to say, I wish we could have, we could see the Avengers reaction to a God showing up in the sky. And I think that's uh, what first Thor was supposed to feel like, but couldn't be done then. Yeah. 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 They couldn't do that. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really, they play, played with it, but it's like Thor is supposed to, he's not supposed to be scary. You know, it's not supposed to be like, holy crap, God's here and he's pissed. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like, oh, God's here and he's drunk. Uh -huh. uh, Valentino G, I liked it quite a lot. I love the Icarus Macari fight at the yes. end. It was like Superman versus Flash. We never got in the Justice League. Yeah, it, it made me think of for sure, like the cartoons and, oh, and yeah. all of that. Like, they were like, I thought they handled the like speedster element really, really well. I, yeah. I, I really, did something else with it. Yeah, they did something else with it. I just, I really, really liked the effect on on Makara's running. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think for a second you weren't meant to think that. But I, yeah. I believe Zhao is a fan of Snyder's work. Okay. On um, that wouldn't surprise me to see Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and Green Lantern being in this movie. Yes. No, for sure. Um, but like you and I'm sure I'm sure there are people out there just being like, they stole that. And it's like technically Jack Kirby came up with with, with all those with powers. The Eternals. They've I mean, been here for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I'm saying he invented those characters on the other side, but like you're gonna have to take that fight back, right? Quite some years, exactly. Quite some years to make this yeah. that 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 argument work. At well, this I'm not point. gonna do that because the world started in the year 2000 for me. I forgot about that. Uh, right. Cosmic Reader says the MC was throwing so much on the table: multiverse, possibly Thunderbolts. Mm -hmm. 
whatever alien is going to be in shang chi's rings and now celestials i am so lost on the next end goal for the mcu that's because there isn't one no but like what i do like are the doors they're kicking open yeah all of these movies so far are just kicking doors exactly and seeing like what one we're going to go through what yeah. ones we're going to go or through. what's coming out exactly what's going to come through them yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, because you got street level, you got cosmic, you got space, you got mystical, you, you, multiverse, TV, you got it all. Mm-hmm. Dan V900, uh, so they have to release that Kingo and Valet documentary somewhere, <laughs> right? Don Lee as Gilgamesh felt underutilized along with Makari. I didn't fe- buy Selma Hayek as Ajax. She didn't have the gravitas. Well, Ajax really, you know, Zeros is really supposed to be in charge. And so, like, I appreciate her being there because again they're doing a different take on what it is to be the leader of the eternals yeah um so they really didn't bother me too too much just a different take on the character in general and like characters like selma hayek and angelina julie um like you know some like older hollywood kind of yeah like royalty here i appreciated them like really just stepping back a bit in order to let some new blood out and and do their thing uh gilgamesh while he may not have been on screen a lot, I felt like every time he was, it was impactful. I agree. Yeah, I thought everybody who showed up, I, I did feel Makari wasn't used as often, but like, yes, but I but, did. But, uh, but, but when she was used, it was awesome. Yeah, we, but like there's a point to that, that we, we don't pick her up till later. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Storm King, uh, Gilgamesh was rumored to be the first immortal in Highlander. Is this a backdoor to the Highlander cinematic <laughs> universe? My conspiracy brain is running wild. No, there's no way. There's no way. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, we're, I'm, I, no, no, that's exactly what it is. No. Yeah, but I would love to see that. I, I want them to reboot Highlander and make it better. They're never going to do that. Ruski nine one one zero. He's just kidding, you know. I know, <laughs> but I, I, but I, but you know, when I hear about Highlander, I'm like, come on. No, but uh, seriously. That face when Arisham sends Galactus to eat Earth and Reed Richards comes back two hours later to have words, <laughs> right? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy, I would like to see Superior Iron Man in the villain verse. The arc is slept on. Thanks, Comic Pop. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, Dan V900, I do think it would have been a much better show compared to a movie to allow for more character development. The second post credit scene was shot oddly. It's like not showing Fury at the end of Iron Man 1. We'll talk about post credits, but that's super spoiler territory, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like the post credits almost at this point mm-hmm. have more impact for some people than the, the main film that they yes. are there well, to the see. Well, the post credit is the most Marvel thing in the movie. They, no, for sure. Um, but I'd say, like, I, while I, I get where you're coming from in terms of the character development, because it really would have allowed you to, like, really slowly peel away at the onion that is the Eternals. It's true. Um, but this, the visuals wouldn't have been able to be as spectacular as they were. So, on the other hand, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Oats are delicious with an adorable super sticker. Thank you so much. I'm sorry we can't show it right now, but I know you like it. I think I saw it. Yeah. I think I saw it. Uh, thank you very much, it Oats. It is super adorable. Yay. This is my hero, and I Aww. love the fact that your name is Oats are delicious. I know. Uh, RK, while I love Putri's art, I feel that fantasy art should be a little more detailed. I like the finale of Grant's Grain Lantern series. Had great designs. Agreed. Yes, it did. Um, I think we're up to Lewis. I, I haven't seen enough of the book for me to say anything. No, it's so. true. Lewis Cox, I have a question. Will we ever see the one above all in the MCU? Uh, anything's possible. You may have already seen the one above all, since it's God. Uh, but probably not anytime soon. Uh, my, my brain just made like a super stupid, like, you know, like, it's like this, like Arisham's here. And then like the one above all is here. He's like, Hey, ah, no, yeah, why? that'd be fine with me. Stop above all me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm above you. So, uh, so post credit scenes, we're going to talk about post credit scenes. So if you haven't seen the movie, 
now would be the time to definitely stop listening to yes. us. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so the first one is uh, Kit Harrington's like teased about being Black Knight the whole movie. And this then... is my favorite one. Yeah. Simply because of the interaction with the people sitting next to us. Right. Shout out to the guy sitting next to me and in this theater. My dude came to the theater with a book. Yeah. With a real book and was just reading it <laughs> as he is simultaneously holding three choice seats yep. well two choice seats because he's got one of them mm-hmm. for his friends who arrived right before the movie started yeah this dude was holding yeah. them before he we even got there do not envy him solid friend yeah 10 out of 10 friend sitting there reading his book agreed um but yeah so uh but like he had a great reaction he's yes. friends anyway yeah get it. dane opens up this box he's got the bl- the ebony blade already he opens it up he's gonna touch it he's reaching for it and then all of a sudden an unseen voice over his shoulder says something like are you sure you want to do that or something like that yeah and you're like oh who is it and uh you know if you know voices or actors voices you're like yeah i know who that is but apparently people were like not sure who that was which is so funny because i don't know actors nor do i know voices but i was like i know what character that is right of course and it's like it could be anybody it shouldn't be anybody and it could and it could be another dork being kicked open another door like the eternals where it's like who asked for this and that's who you believe it is i believe from, i think what's i think we're sure but like i don't know i think we're sure but we don't know so like i believe that it's blade right that it's ali as blade they've already cast him they didn't show him because they haven't probably figured out the look for blade yet and as you know because you've read some of captain britain and the mi-13 yeah what two characters are on that book mm-hmm. black, black knight, knight and blade. blade if they want to go with blade being brit like british sure and also, it's not like Blade couldn't be putting together a Midnight Suns team. Yeah, you could get include, Midnight Suns. Yeah, like, it was funny, though. The guy sitting next to me, his friend was like, oh, it was Nick Fury. And I looked at him, I was like, it's Blade. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Blade, that'd The dude awesome. next to me was like, oh, that's who it is, Blade. Yeah, and that'd be freaking dope. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I have heard rumors that, it, like, I, I not rumors. I saw somebody emphatically say, <laughs> they were like, it is obviously Jeffrey Wright. And it's clearly the watcher. And I'm like, no, that's, that's my pitch that it's blade. That's why I want, maybe I just want it so badly No, but it's blade. because like that's setting up again. Another thing that another I, thing that like, what I really want to see you got, listen, you already got strange, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. This is just, just do it. Yeah. You got the game coming out. Yeah. Yeah. You're already putting those words into the cultural zeitgeist. Right. That's true. Yeah. So we got that. Whoa. Black Knight will probably have be Black Knight off screen and be in a team book, which is or team movie, which is a great idea. Don't waste <laughs> money trying to make a Black Knight movie all by yourself, unless you want to take my ideas, which is if you want to make a movie about a character who doesn't need to look flashy like Black Widow, you make the movie forty million dollars and you give it to somebody who knows how to do that, yeah. like somebody who makes like Dread or something. Okay, apparently, listen, people are saying that in in interviews, the director confirmed it was Blade. All right, don't forget though, I called it was Blade. When we, Before we there didn't was even any know. Goddamn interviews yeah, out there. But that's great. So why can't I? Why, you folks don't let me have my moments. No, you don't. You guys don't like me. I get it. It's fine. Anyway, next post credit scene. Uh, next post credit <laughs> scene is uh, has the worst CG in the movie. Uh, you in, really didn't like that. It I, was horrible. I, it wasn't great. It didn't bother me. But you really, I know you were like, ooh. I was like, wow, that's really bad. <laughs> you really were upset. I get uh, it. Also, it was like the laziest casting I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Pip the Troll shows up. No, I'm not a big Pip the Troll fan. But 
it was pretty fun to see Pip the Troll show up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Pat Oswalt plays Pip the Troll. Of course he does. What an obvious decision. It is very obvious. Like, what an obvious decision. Whatever. You know what? Like, I can't have an opinion about that because I don't like Pip the Troll. That being said, when did Chronicles of Narnia come out? Um, like, a while ago. Like, 15 years ago. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus looks better. And if Mr. Tumnus looks better from like a from like an eleven year old movie, you have no excuse for ma- for making Pip the Troll look like Jar Jar Banks. Maybe it was one of those they weren't sure they were putting it in. Clearly, they weren't because he looks like garbage. Well, it doesn't mean he won't look better later. But then I Harry Styles shows up. Think about how cool it was when you first saw Gollum and how great he looked. Yeah. And then he didn't. Yeah. He he still looks better. He does look better. Better than Pip the Troll. I'm just no. I'm just saying that like I like the the original design of Gollum. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Oh, and scary well, Fellowship Gollum is way better than he's so scary. The naked homeless person Gollum. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, but uh, then then Harry Styles shows up dressed as Star Fox, and I was like, oh, because I forgot, like, because I don't know anybody. And hang so, on, for those who he's not talking about. Um, oh, the the N sixty the 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 video game, the Nintendo character. No, Eros, brother of Thanos, which they say in the movie. They say it in the movie, which is like. What? So you are gonna say that Thanos is an is an eternal? Okay, or was? But if he was, then that means he's in the machine. It doesn't mean he's brought back. He could be like. But he uh, could be. No. Well, yes, he can be. But like that, he would have been like exiled, basically. Oh yeah, definitely. No, he was he was exiled. Um, but uh, but yeah. So Star Fox shows up, which is funny because the the theater lost it, and I'm like. Is everyone here a huge nerd and knows who Eros Star Fox is? Or and then I and then I realized like, oh, Harry Styles apparently some beloved actor. And I was like, oh, people were just excited to see him. And I was like, that is brilliant casting. And it's lazy and a shorthand, but it was brilliant because the audience was huge. And it was like, oh, I guess if you want Star Fox to work, you have to cast somebody that the audience is going to recognize immediately and yes. enjoy. I guess that's why Chris Pratt keeps getting work. It's a me. I'm Mario. If he says Mario, that'd be great. He, there's yeah. no way he's not. There's no way he's going to. It's Mario. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he shows up and he's like, "Hey, well, I'm gonna take some Eternals. We're gonna go on a crazy space adventure. Woo! You guys are gonna make that? No? Oh, Eternals is bombing. Okay, we're not gonna do that. But I'm still gonna be Star Fox. And here's my co-pilot, Slippy. <laughs> yeah, aka Pip the <laughs> Troll. Um, but I will. Okay, so like that was fun. And here's what I'm thinking. Do you know what's funny? The Thanos thing is clearly the mic drop, right? Yeah. But for me, I was like, Blade. Yeah, Blade. <laughs> well, that's two that different directions. That was me. I'm like, that's two different, that's two totally different things they're setting up now, right? But for me, I was like, here's the thing, mm-hmm. right? You got Star Fox. Yeah. You got the Eternals. They're in a spaceship. Yeah, they're in a spaceship. They got their spaceship. They got their big trial um, spaceship. James Gunn's leaving after Guardians 3. Yeah. He's probably going to kill Drax. And, uh, sure, because I guess Dave Batista's done. Yeah, he's done. Uh, but that's fine because like there's a precedent of Drax being a different character of, of Drax shedding his previous body and and getting another one in a book that I'd like to see adapted using any of these characters mm-hmm. because they can't use all of them. Some of them have been undone or not introduced, but uh, you know, maybe they'll kick Maybe they'll keep Peter Quill around. Right. And Hey, we already killed Gamora. So having Gamora back alive, will keep her around too. If we're going to do that, you're going to keep this in space and you can't do an Eternals sequel. You, you could probably fill in a couple of gaps, recast or, or cast uh, Richard Ryder. And because you have the Fox license, you could do Annihilation now. Oh, yeah, you could. 
that's the next thing. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's like the there will be the the two directions are the mystical crazy earth stuff. Yes. And annihilation. But when will the star jammer show up? I, I hope in annihilation. <laughs> Because you know what's funny? I was just thinking about that. I was We're literally just thinking about the Star Jammers because I was like, this movie set up <laughs> the Midnight Suns or the MI-13 and like whatever. Mm -hmm. Some Eternals and like maybe the, the Infinity Watch. And I love that. But they're two totally different things that no one is like going to look forward to making after the failure of the Eternals movie. So it's going to be like that Star Jammers tease at the end of Guardians 2 where it's like, here's a movie they were never going to friggin' make. And I'm like, maybe they should like make a Star Jammers. Well, oh, I'm sorry. That was the Ravagers I'm thinking of. Yeah, you were thinking of the Ravagers. I was thinking of the Ravagers. Yeah, I'm sorry. But they should make a Star Jammers movie, though. Why not? Right? What? What? At this point, now it's why not? Now it's the Wild West. Yeah, now <laughs> just make Star Jammers. And if they make a Star Jammers movie before an X-Men movie, damn you at this point, right? Because if I meet friggin' Corsair before I see Cyclops on screen... It's an easier jump. Of course it is! It's a way easier jump to, to meet the Star Jammers before you meet Yeah, Cyclops. we've been to space. We've never seen a mutant. New Type JB Lee says, hey, hope you two are well. Thank you very much, we are. Uh, anyway, hopes, uh, our thoughts on Busick and Perez's run on Avengers. Fans feel like it's the last classic Avengers before the Bendis revamp. Uh, it's good. It's Avengers. I don't like Avengers without Bendis and stuff, so it's like, whatever. Mm uh danny v900 says uh sal holland a reboot by chad blah, 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 who is john wick director is supposed to be happening henry cavill's cast in may nothing since chloe Zhao has discussed the impact of the man of steel on his film too uh cool great yes good that's what uh, yeah, well, I, yeah i'm sorry before. covid delayed it i can't wait to see it uh lewis cox they could do an mi13 it could be a series on disney plus maybe i would watch it maybe I would. I'd definitely watch that. I would totally me? watch that. You kidding me? Yeah. Although you got to watch out for that because Pete Wisdom's involved with P like, MI13. He is. That's fine. Easy enough to do. He's a mutant. Yeah, whatever. But uh, by the way, um, you do that, right? Listen, you know who the main bad guy is? Who? Fucking Dracula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get Marvel's Dracula. That'd be okay. I, we could do Marvel's Who Dracula. makes like. You know what they're going to do? They'd have to skirt around the edge of that, right? Because you have like MI13, and one time they're going to have to run into Cap Captain Britain, but it could still be Captain Braddock. Yeah. We just don't talk about his sister. No. Or his wife. That's right. Easy enough. <laughs> or he's not married. Or he's not married yet. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You could definitely get Captain Britain in there. Or you flip it up, and uh, there is no Brian Braddock in this universe, and instead, uh, or he is, and he's not important, and Captain Britain is uh, Peggy Carter. But she's old. No, from another universe. Oh, <laughs> but she's so old. Yeah, yeah, in the canon, but not in uh, real life. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it sets up a lot of stuff. It does, and I really just, I just had a nice time with it. Like, yeah. I, I just found it to be a very like, there's like, a, it's like there's a piece to it. Yeah, and it was just like it was engaging and fun. Um, but I, it was just it felt different. Yeah, and, and I was okay with that. Yeah, and, I completely and, get it. Right. If someone doesn't like it. Well, and I'm not like, we're not contrarians. Like, I don't no. like it because nobody likes it. I didn't no. like it because it's different. I don't... Oh, no, because we enjoyed it before the reviews are no, out. But I'm saying like, it was different. It feels different, but it's not. Yeah. I didn't like it for the qualities of it was different. No. Oh, no, no, no. No, just because I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm digging what you're, what you're selling, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, cool. So two thumbs up from Comic Pop for the, cool. for the Eternals. Good job. Please write more. That's my note. 
But otherwise, uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and over at youtube.com slash comic pop and follow us for more. Uh, go to twitch.tv slash comic pop and watch Tiffany play video games Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Health the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks all for watching. Bye. Bye.